All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The first selection of the National Hockey League draft belongs to... The Daily Faceoff podcast comes to you courtesy of the Nation Network. The first overall pick in the 2015 NHL Draft. Gretzky had it, launched it, Eisenman picks it up. Eisenman holding, blue line, jam, stop! Stop! And it's 9 o'clock on a Saturday night as you're lining up for a ginger ale. Way to go, gang. Into the zone, Sikori picks it up, got it back near side, Korea. Korea, the fans want one. Daily Face-Off. The Daily Face-Off. The Daily Face-Off podcast with your host, Brock Seguin. Welcome to Season 4, Episode 19 of the Daily Face-Off podcast. I'm your host, Brock Seguin, and fuck boys, could have had probably the shortest podcast episode ever today at the backyard rink was frozen. We would have wrapped this up in about 21 minutes and went out there and the ripped it up, but yeah, the ODR like... not quite ready, so we're going <laughs> to have a full fun. episode. See ya. Yeah, that's pretty much what would have happened. Yep. I was fired up. I literally was on it this morning. And I thought you guys were going to get to be the first guys on it this year, but That's Mother terrible. Nature had different plans for us. So terrible that we'll it's January, mid-January, and we're talking about, oh, the rink might be ready. Yeah, like, it was ready this morning, honestly, and then, like, it was just too warm this afternoon, which is unfortunate. It's but the stuff we used to say in November. Yeah, but it's supposed to be freezing this weekend, so next week, next, well, this weekend we're playing for sure. Yeah. Next Monday after the pod, we'll get out there again, but... Send the neighbors a notice. Yeah. Pucks will be coming their way. <laughs> we got Beavis Bondi, we got Dylan D. Berthew, you guys ready to talk? Fuck. Yes. Yes. You ready? Dean's ready. I, I think I'm ready, yeah. You ready? Yeah. We got Leafs and uh, Leafs and Avs on in the background, your, your two teams, yeah. so best of luck to both of you. You need to rep in the squad yeah. tonight. Yep. We, uh, we haven't looked each other in the eyes since we walked <laughs> in. Uh, there's a lot of tension in the room. Might start more tension, scrapping mid More tension between you two or McKinnon and Bednar right now? McKinnon and Bednar are cool. <laughs> Stuff happens. Seems like you know? it. Seems yeah. Like so that, that's what they say. Little, little overblown. Yeah. Sometimes As Mikey Babs. Put sometimes it your best player coaches the team too, and that's okay. Yeah. yeah it's. Uh, you need a little bit of that. <laughs> Every team needs a little it's bit. A LeBron James style, but no. I'm just happy we know who's actually calling the shots. Now. They, uh, <laughs> they, they actually came. That's clearly Big Nate. They came out, and McKinnon said he overreacted, and he said he looked like a looked looked bad. When, when he went back and looked at it, which I agree, he did. And, yeah, uh, he and, looked pretty stupid when he fell. Yeah, falling wasn't the best look. Yeah. You don't ever want to, yeah. They well, did, look you like never look tough as you're falling down. Oh, yeah, 
Yeah. Didn't you say Especially that like down uh, the rankings, like they are? Yeah, but just do your effing job, Andrew. <laughs> that the abs said uh, play your first line all the time. <laughs> some of the abs guys said <laughs> on that Fit and Chicklets podcast that like Bender just wants to be one of the boys. Yeah, he's just so like, maybe that's ba- backfiring a little bit because yeah. like you want to be one of the boys, I'll treat you like one of the fucking boys. <laughs> well, honestly, it's it's just been a, a tough stretch for the team, and obviously, you, we all know where where it starts at the top. Probably yeah. a lot of things going wrong, um, and I'm sure McKinnon's taking heat, and they're all taking heat, so. Gotta hope things are okay. I'm sure they are. A little spillage. Definitely, little they, spillage. definitely just uh, a little bit of you know 2019 having cameras everywhere overreaction. I think though, for oh, sure. it's on the bench. I mean, <laughs> but go back 40 years, it's gonna be on tape. They're not gonna like have you know that that spotlight cam on the dude. Yeah, maybe. Maybe you're also probably not seeing a player just unleash on a coach like that. Yeah, back that was, doesn't uh, happen often. It does no. not. Yeah. It was cool to see. I yeah, liked it. Do your fucking job. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. So, uh, before we get into the stars of the week, <laughs> let's talk about some more relevant information here just before we dive into the fantasy aspect. Uh, Ryan Shog tweeted today, the Oilers organization is on a full court press to find help at forward. Scouts and staff deployed in mass. Cap situation can make it tough, but first round pick, a like goaltender. They, like they just realized they needed. We don't even have Maybe to. a young developing forward, likely all in play. So like the joke is so overdone. Like, I just, oh, where's Hall and everything? Like, it's not even funny anymore. I know it's insane though. Like, and we're starting at that. Yeah. So I guess I just want to talk to you guys about it. Like, what what do you guys think Edmonton is going to do here? I mean, when you read that, you know, their first round pick could be in play, a goaltender <laughs> could be in play. Uh, the goaltender pretty much has to be Cam Talbot. He has yeah. a limited no trade clause. Move for Koskinen nothing. has a no trade clause. Yeah. Um, and then maybe a young developing forward. Which sounds like somebody like Jesse Puliyarvi. So those are three pretty interesting. You know what we thought were going to be important pieces of this team this year that haven't played as well as we expected. McDavid's doing it by himself right now. How bad is Pete Shirelli going to fuck this up? Like, can he can he actually right the ship and make a good trade, or is like the desperation set in so much that he's just going to go out and get ripped off like for the thirty fourth time? Well, I don't, you got to think of who's available, right? And I, I do think it's harder to like totally overvalue and swing and miss on forwards than it is defensemen. Mm-hmm. You know, I got to trust his ability to not go out and peg some forty point guy as the next. He's just gonna as the next Elias Lindholm, I guess. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but I know the the package they're talking about moving. It sounds like. They got Tarasenko in mind, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know who else would really be out there because I don't think Columbus is going to end up moving Panarin. No. Well, uh, I mean they could, but yeah, I, it's just, just maybe not right now. Well, they need him as much Watch as any. Go and not sign. They need him as much as any contender, right? Like they're in the playoffs right now. He's the He's best player great, on yeah. their team. Yeah. Absolutely. If Bob like goes on a run of the playoffs, like that team, you know, could do as much work as anybody, but. Uh, I don't know. I, I just don't think there's a lot of names available. So I think if he's talking about giving up these kind of assets. You'd have to think it's something serviceable that's going to be coming back more so than Adam Larson. You, you anyway. almost you almost think that maybe if you did like pull Yarvi Talbot in a first, that might that might be enough to even get yeah, to Tarasenko. Yeah. Even Talbot though, it's just what value really is that is left there. They've almost juiced it out. I mean, he's got an eight ninety six. For he's sure. Thirty one years old. There's. But from St. if you're if you're sitting in St. Louis's spot, you yeah, kind of you know, and you might nice. you might get another asset out of them too in that deal. Yeah. But there's a lot of teams looking for goalie help right now. Yeah, like I mean, if you put Talbot and Allen, you think that between the two of them, you'd be able to get the job done on most nights. At least you know, be able to climb your way back in the playoffs. Two goalies under 900 saves. Two guys that have been Ooh, pretty yeah. much just but not with trading Tarasenko in the process. Exactly. Yeah. So the other one that was uh, kind of floating around today was maybe something like Talbot. Um, some type of t- package with Talbot going to Philadelphia and maybe Wayne Simmons going back. Um, yeah, I was thinking Voracek too. Yeah, those are two expiring contracts, Talbot and Simmons. Um, you know, maybe uh, the, the the Oilers could see what they've got uh, if they put Simmons next to McDavid and, yep. and, and then maybe elect to re-sign on this, yeah. uh, this offseason. Is like Simmons really going to command a, like, a first plus? I guess it all comes down to what Torelli is going to end up be willing yeah, to pay. He might just offer a ton. Uh, it doesn't make sense as the type of player he would go after. It'll though. probably be Darnell Nurse for Wayne Simmons. Yeah. I mean, that's just his, <laughs> one, that's one for one. <laughs> we have a one for one? Yeah. Yeah, the trade is one for one. Yeah. but So you guys think, like I guess let's, let's gauge our confidence in Torelli here. Do you have... You know, on a scale of one to ten, how confident are you that Shirelli can make a you know a pretty good move here? <laughs> I, I think, it, like I said, I think it's a lot harder to fuck these kinds of trades up. Uh, I think it's pretty obvious who the forwards you should be targeting, the, mm-hmm. the veteran forwards that can add help to your team, goal scoring help. Like those should all be pretty obvious assets yeah. uh, that I wouldn't expect a guy who's worked as long as he has in hockey to kind of completely buffoon. But but you know, we've seen him uh, make worse of less before. Yeah. So I think uh, I think you know. If, my interest would be somebody like Goose, uh, Goose Nyquist would be somebody that they could be looking at too as a bit of a rental. 
who is a veteran guy who knows how to you know do it. But I think they are in need yeah. of more of a goal scorer than a playmaker like Nyquist is. Yeah, but well, I, would, I, I don't know. I don't think they're because Nyquist strikes me as the type of guy who would make a nice addition to a line with uh, with McDavid, right? And mm-hmm. uh, it yeah. doesn't seem like that's to kind of help their targeting. They want something to help kind of strengthen out you know the second and third lines. Of right. The, don't give McDavid any help, right? Yeah. 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 Well, I, at the <laughs> end of the day, with, like. Uh, you know, I think beefing up your second and third lines is a bigger priority. Uh, obviously, McDavid could use some help, but yeah, he can obviously well, they carry need some depth too. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I would be interested if uh, you know, I would be down to send them Nyquist if it meant getting Puljujarvi back. Yeah, or even yeah, just I, the first. I, I like, if you get Nyquist yeah, for, for first, I mean, you know, we like uh, first, second, and thirds for our uh, <laughs> for our top six forwards. But I have literally like two out of ten in Toronto. Two out of ten. So give, yeah, put it there. I'm gonna give him what I, he did last week with those. Yeah, like I don't know Brandon, what I don't know what he's doing. Benning Brandon Manning, or sorry, um, Manning, yeah. I think he's going to overpay games. either way. Yeah, but uh, well, just because I actually think so it's going to be. I think they're going to get some sort of like usable, serviceable piece yeah. back. But yeah. I do think though he's on the edge where he knows you know this is it for him. He's he's, he's about I, he hasn't been fired yet, but something's going to happen, and I think, his, I think he might. You know what? You know what he's going to do? Desperate deals. You know what he's going to do is he's going to super overpay for Michael Furl. That's what's gonna happen. I can Furlan say he's been floating around. He's just gonna super overpay for Furlan, like the guy that we don't expect to to, uh, to do anything. Um, so yeah, I guess we have not too much confidence. I think he'll be back. You're like at, no. at maybe at like a five there. Yeah, I'd say a little bit higher, just because it's like I, I think it's a harder trade to fuck up, even for Torelli. All right. Well, D, or Biebs, we'll start with you here. Let's jump into the stars of the week, DFO stars of the week. Who do you got for this week? You dropped them right there. Big piece of trade bait. Michael Furland, that's my guy. That's my Biebs star of the week. Um, Michael Furland would have been oh, arguably nice. one of the hottest waiver wire pickups this week. Um, first off, he beat the absolute shit out of Austin Watson on Sunday. That was crazy, eh? I don't know about you guys, but I don't hate seeing that. Um, I'm just going to leave that there. Uh, he also had a goal, five assists for six points on the week. That's second. Among all players, again, this is a guy who is basically on most teams or on, in most leagues waivers. Two power play points, plus five, so he helped you across the board. As mentioned, I love him as a streaming option. Got to give a shout out to him. There's other guys who had better goal scoring weeks, uh, but this guy helped you in assists, helped you in plus minus, and again, second in points in the week, helping the Hurricanes try to trade him right now. Huge pickup, exactly. Make it some nice bait. It's crazy too that they're talking about Dougie Hamilton potentially being in play just because <laughs> they have so many defensemen. Like just both guys they just got. I mean, Dougie makes a little bit of sense because yeah. they've got so many defensemen. And they, it makes yeah, sense. Is, uh, is crazy. But it just seems weird to like want to trade him. Well, I don't. Yeah, that's what I say. It makes sense that people would be calling and asking about him because he's yeah. a little undervalued right now, right? Yeah. But, yeah. Oh, little. Yeah. yeah. This would be probably his lowest. Mm-hmm. The way they utilize him seems kind of weird to me, but the way they utilize everyone. Teams They're a very bizarre team. Oh, wow. At least we get fucked by another offside from 30 seconds before the goal. <laughs> but, uh, D, who's your star of the week? Uh, that's off. Um, Jake Gensel. <laughs> Gensel's career year continued Shaking. last week. Uh, he was a signing factor in plenty of fantasy matchups, I'm sure. Uh, he had a hat-trick on Friday against the Ducks and then followed that up with a two-goal performance against the Kings, which included one shorty. Uh, threw an assist early in the week to give him six points in three games, two of them. Coming on the power play, certainly a performance worthy of a star of the week and a mention. Uh, Jake Gensel just got paid. Uh, yes, he did. Might end up being a bit of a bargain. Yeah. Uh, hard to know, you know, if he's more Kunitz or if he's more. Such a hard spot. Yeah. When that guy, a guy's right there. Yeah. The good thing is that he's not the same age as Kunitz. He's yeah. got a lot of years ahead of him. True. So, uh, you know. Oh, yeah, he's done nothing but score ever since he's coming yeah, to the league, right? And, yeah, seems to just really be breaking out this year. I would Especially be, uh, I would not be concerned about that contract if I was, a, if I was a Penguins fan right now. It's pretty yeah. good, uh, pretty good deal for them for sure. Uh, my star of the week, Mark Giordano. Uh, Giordano's insane season continued this week with him recording at least one point in all four games, registering three goals and five assists, eight points in four games. Gio now sits along or sits alone in second among defensemen with forty-seven points. Nine goals, 38 assists, uh, just five points back of Brent Burns for second. One point ahead of Morgan Riley. But I think Riley recorded an apple in the first period here. So yeah, I think he's our official second period. double up on second. Star of the Week as Gio won a couple weeks ago on his yeah. shorty week. So good yeah. for you, Gio. That bald head of yours has just been on absolutely fire. Absolutely freaking killing it. Yeah, he's been on fire for sure. Um, so we're going to talk next about streaming options for this upcoming week. Uh, it's unfortunate that we always get this podcast out on Tuesday, so we kind of miss Monday's game, but we look ahead kind of Tuesday through Sunday. Uh, some guys that you can pick up that play, you know, a lot of games this week that can help you this uh, this week in 
all sorts of categories. Uh, yeah. Depending, obviously, pick between. We're about to give you about six guys. So pick between the ones, whether you need help at forward, D, goalie, whatever it may be. But, uh, Beebs, we'll go back to you to start here. Uh, who's your top streaming option for the week? For those three people of you who follow me on Twitter, I apologize because I did drop this guy last week. But David Prawn, 43% owned out in St. Louis right now. Um, last week I tweeted he was 30, 36% owned and on a seven-game point streak, which I thought was ridiculous that those two correlated. And since then, he's continued the point streak. Currently on a 10-game point streak, which has been uh, made up of four goals, nine assists through those 10 games. Uh, Perron's become what we like to call someone has to score player, and he's doing it. Um, the guy loves St. Louis. We've seen him come back around twice <laughs> over the last four years after getting taken by Vegas and uh, traded a couple years before that. Um, he is uh, on year, or on pace for another massive year after what I didn't realize was almost a point-per-game season yeah, last year in Vegas. Yeah, 66 year. points in 70 games um, while playing kind of a not even t- was he playing a top six role? Uh, yeah, he was on the second line. He wasn't. Even yeah. like, he's not even you know out there and getting almost point per game. That's huge. I, I bad on me. Should have realized, but that was put <laughs> together between sixteen goals and fifty assists this year. Yeah, fifteen goals, seventeen assists. Clearly has that goal scoring touch. He's never scored more than twenty eight, but is on pace for more. Perron's a guy right now. If he's in your league, you can grab him and potentially ride him all season as he's plugged in on the Blues power play unit and yeah. they are. Uh, I mean, not a lot is working right now, and clearly David Braun is one thing that is working. I don't think... Yeah, they seem to be finally starting to trend up a little bit here. Uh, You know, there's a lot of moving pieces in that lineup. A lot of guys kind of move up and down, up and down. Braun's one guy that, you know, seems to always be steady in the second... Ever since they moved uh, Tarasenko back to... With Schwartz and Shen, it's been pretty much O'Reilly with uh, Perron the whole time. It's a nice spot to be in. Yeah, they've done well together Um, for sure. How that team's not doing better? I mean, with that top six, yeah, and uh, they, they, a lot they, of it does they, come down to goaltending, uh, and then just yeah. your top guys not scoring for you. And yeah. they've started to score a little bit more now. Uh, yeah. Trending up a little bit. There's I'll go next just because it, it kind of uh, makes sense. Because I've got Jordan Bennington uh, at twenty five percent owned. Bennington earned second star of the week honors uh, in the NHL last week, winning three games in a row with a shutout. He stopped seventy four of seventy six shots for a nine seventy four save percentage. Uh, with Allen starting tonight, which is Monday, Bennington is set to start Tuesday against the Islanders, and his you know recent hot streak, uh, streak plus uh, Jake Allen just being not that trustworthy. Uh, Bennington could see a second, maybe even third start uh, of the week. Um, Allen's got a tough task tonight against the Capitals, so should yeah. he lose and Bennington wins tomorrow, you know you could see Bennington start three games this week. Um, but they play Boston or in Boston, I believe, on Thursday, which isn't an ideal matchup. But they do have a home matchup against the Senators on Sunday. So if he starts that game, uh, it's worth just worth it just for that start alone. Plus, he could definitely record a win against the Islanders tomorrow. So Bates has been playing well. Uh, the the Blues, like I said, Perron yeah, playing better. Unfortunately, they did have four games this week, but once tonight, so yeah. we're missing. It would have been way better for Perron, but for sure. Still getting three games in a week. They're in it, as you mentioned. Against the Islanders, against nice the Senators, pretty good matchups. Yeah, when teams are averaging, you know, 12 goals a game against the Senators, <laughs> you got to think you're going to get a point here and there, and you're going to get a win here and there off that. Exactly. D, who's your star of the week? Oh, we already got that, but we're looking at I'm sorry, streaming you're, so now, who's your like, streaming option? My bad. Uh, Alex Galchenyuk. <laughs> your befuddled face, and you're like, what, what is he asking? Here? <laughs> just goes right did, I, did I not do this? <laughs> my bad. It's Gansel, by the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did not. <laughs> just in case you're Jake and Babe. Yeah. Galchenyuk. Uh, I was looking at the schedule a lot this week, and you like trying to find guys that play Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, typically uh, lesser nice. days. Um, so Coyotes playing Wednesday, Friday, Sunday uh, this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I like Galchenyuk. He's thirty-seven percent owned right now. Uh, like I said, Coyotes schedule very friendly towards streaming this week. Uh, and there's really no better option on most waiver waiver wires right now than Galchenyuk. Uh, Galchenyuk's up to 24 points in 35 games this year, despite a 7.8 on-ice shooting percentage. Uh, a spot in the Coyotes' top six isn't as concrete as you'd like, but he is a staple on their first power play unit. Uh, already has four goals and nine assists on the man advantage. Arizona plays three games this week. Uh, like I said, three lesser days, so you should be able to get all three games out of him. Uh, one pickup for three games. Pretty solid. Brad Richardson is injured as well, so that should open up some more time in the top six for Galchenyuk. I uh, played over 17 minutes last night. Team goal or last game, Brad sorry. Yeah. I couldn't believe that when I saw that. Dude, he's played awesome this year. His 5v5 numbers are filthy. Yeah, yeah it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Just leave him lead your team in goals. Uh, I was just like, yeah. oh my god. But they're only like four points out of the playoffs. Like, I, They make no sense to yeah. me. 
yeah, just a lot of reasons to like Galchenyuk this week. Playing in all situations, so capable. Playing a lot better now, too. Yeah. Kind of took took him a while to get comfortable it's after the early season injury. injury yeah. But yeah, well, he's playing really on the wing again, too, which yeah. is uh, probably better for him. Uh, but yeah, plays in all situations, can help you out across the board. 37% owned. No yeah, respect for Chucky. Yeah. yeah. None. He's one of those guys who's kind of been hanging around the wire all year. Yeah. It's like, why? Gonna hurt your plus minus two, which is, I'm, I'm sure, that, yeah. which is why he's down and then just being on Arizona. He's just in such a good spot. Yeah. And he was hurt at the start of the year, too. Yeah. So. And he's a natural. It's Things line up best for him. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go a little bit less talent down the board, but way closer to the percent owned um, to Galchenyuk than he should be. But Jakob Vrana, 17% owned this week. I have him as a great streaming option. They got four games, unfortunately, one tonight. Apologies. If you hear this tomorrow, you can get three out of them. He's playing top six in Washington, which um, I'm sure a lot of people know is a pretty solid top six. He's pretty. He's plugged strongly right now with Backstrom and Oshie on the second line, mm-hmm. as well as second paired power play. So if you're on a, if you're on a team where or if you have a team where you know you need a, you might need a few extra power play points that could help. You need some winger help. He plays left side, right side, um, right. He's turned it on lately. Three point game the other night across 14 minutes. So if he can get a little bit more time, it probably won't happen. But if he's getting 14 minutes in that top six, I like it. Brandon makes a nice pickup um, in those deep leagues for me. Realistically, at the beginning of the year, we were saying anyone who touches those top six kind of grab him. We saw guys like Smith Pelly go in. Yeah. We saw Tom Wilson suspended come in. Playing with Basham and Oshie is a really nice ball. Yeah, absolutely. And so. he's been there for a while now. He's finally, like, yeah. he's, you know, it used to be like, Vron or Burkowski. Vron or Burkowski, they would just rotate you know, three games each all the time. Seems like he's Vron got that now, yeah. Burkowski was scratched for a while. Vron has been on that line for a while. So, And um, as ridiculous as it sounds, he's going to only help your plus minus. He has a plus 16 this year, which is And crazy. he's legit just so fast. <laughs> so fast. So he's only fast. 22 years yeah, old as well. Great. So there's a lot of good things coming. But for now, I mean, let's keep him on your, on, on your free agent list. But pick him up for the week. Stream him if you need a winger. You got some injuries. There's some going around. Yakub Vrana. Nice pickup. Yeah, D, we'll go back to you. Who's your second pickup for our streaming option? Uh, I'm going to talk about the Islanders a little bit. Uh, they're another great team to target for streaming options this week. Uh, they're the only team with four games this week that doesn't play on Monday, so you can pick up an aisle Tuesday morning as you're listening to the show uh, and still be able to get four games out of them. Not true, right. but what? the Ducks have four starting tomorrow as well. Do they? But they're not good either, so. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Good to know, though. Yeah, thanks for rudely interrupting me to get that Sorry. correction in there. It's just I, the only reason I know that is because I have a duck. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so Islanders or the Ducks? There, there you go. go. All the, the Ducks are trash though. So go <laughs> ahead. Uh, my first recommendation, uh, just based off ownership, would be Josh Bailey. Bailey is just thirty nine percent owned in Yahoo leagues. Crazy. Uh, and we talked about him a lot this year. I think he was the first waiver wire pickup I had in uh, first or second show, or whenever we first did the waiver wire. Uh, he's up to ten goals and twenty four assists and thirty four. Or uh, in 45 games, I think it is this season. He's on pace for 64 points. He's a staple in the Islanders' power play. He plays alongside Barzell on the second line. No better place to be in the Islanders' lineup. Could provide a ton of value off the wire this week. Uh, and then you move along to deeper leagues. You can also look at Jordan Eberle. He's just 21% owned right now. Eberle, really well now. Yeah, two goals, one assist, five games since returning from injury. Plays a ton of minutes on the, t- on the top line and on the power play. Should see plenty of opportunities to produce this week as well. Uh, and then Brock Nelson, worth a mention too, centers the top line with Eberle and Anders Lee, playing over 18 minutes a night this season, has 16 goals and 30 points in 44 games, uh, shooting a little high at 17.2%, but he's a career 12.9% shooter. His production should fall off a little bit, but he can still provide some value in the short term if you're looking to get some extra games in this week. Uh, Nelson's just 25% owned right now. Yeah, I was going to do him as one of my uh, deep league pickups for later. Yeah. But you're glad you talked about him because he's played very well this year. He's... Him and Barzell have done a really nice job uh, kind of mitigating that loss yeah. of Tavares a little bit. That's a team uh, that... They, I mean, they, we yeah. talked about That and week. Robin Lehner, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Lehner's <laughs> played much better. It's, remember, it's all very trots. Yeah, yeah. It's all very but, true. Uh, no, but he's done a really nice job. He was a guy that looked uh, like a player who could be a top two center in the NHL uh, for a while there. And then, like, Tavares and Barzell kind of bumped him to the third line. And then he got moved back up yeah. in that top six role. And yeah. he's done a nice job. Barzell, yeah, or, both uh, lines have been really strong. That's why yeah. I, I was looking at the schedule... Uh, and like I said, saw the Islanders in a good spot, so I was like, oh, let's see who's kind of low-owned the yeah. top six, and it's like, oh, half the top six. Their whole top <laughs> six is, is pretty good. It, yeah. Their bottom six needs a lot of help. Yeah. Uh, but Like I said, I expect is... Nelson to drop off a little bit, but he could pace off the 30 goals at this point. The one thing that's really nice is, is they nice all... From the waiver. They, they never seem to change those top two yeah. lines. They all kind of well, play because together. Because they love their fourth yeah. so 
<laughs> oh yeah, they don't change that fourth line. Either. They haven't changed yeah. their lines like all year. No, uh, Gary Trotz method. Yeah. Well, uh, they they've moved the, a little bit, like the very yeah, the, the top six up and down. Yeah, maybe. But like for the most part, they've been pretty. Yeah. Bovillier is also if you're in really deep leagues, kind of in the same spot. Just yeah. does, he's not on that first power play unit, so there's no reason I didn't mention him. Um, for Bailey though, this is a guy who's averaged you know sixty five points in his last two years. Mm-hmm. That's extremely serviceable and if you could get that in your wire um, someone people are staying away as we mentioned once to Bears well, yeah. people are like the plague and he's scoring he's good too. yeah he's not a, he's not he's a goal scorer but if you're looking up at Yakov Voracek you might as well be looking at Josh Bailey at this absolutely. point this year so I love Josh Bailey oh, I absolutely. like the alley he's a wins alert yeah so that's super wins alert um, but uh, not wins alert is Daniel Sprong 2% owned right now he the loves. Ducks have 4 games wow. this week Ducks are terrible Ducks uh, are trash they got some pretty <laughs> nice opponents from a fantasy perspective though they Gibson's are good. in Detroit tomorrow in Minnesota on Thursday in New Jersey on Saturday and against the Islanders on the road on Sunday uh, I think what is it 11 in a row they've lost now yep. somehow Randy Carlisle not on the hot seat and he's not worried about his job he's worried <laughs> about his players the uh, jerk they don't, ask me, that, you don't jerk. ask me that but don't it doesn't matter because the Ducks clearly fixed <laughs> they clearly fixed their issues today by trading Andrew Cogliano the clear clearly. issue in the locker room uh, you know guy pretty much is always hurt always misses time big issue they got Shorzy bro no. yeah they yeah. got Devin Short they, but, got, they uh, thought he was the guy from Letterkenny <laughs> I remember when Cogliano just had his uh, Cogliano just had his iron like ridiculously long iron man streak just yeah. snap yeah. last year with like the yeah. most became... bullshit suspension. Yeah, yeah. Just still hasn't missed a game since though. What a what a hero! Yeah. Remember when he's just the best player in every child game because he's the fastest Super player fast. ever. Yeah. But anyways, uh, Sprong has six goals and nine points in seventeen games since joining the Ducks via trade. That includes five goals, three assists, so eight points, while averaging two point nine shots per game over his <clears> last thirteen games. Uh, Sprong uh, was playing with Getzlaff for a little bit. Uh, was moved off recently, but he's still playing with Adam Henrique on that second line. Um, sorry, just kidding. He didn't play with Adam Henrique. He was playing with Carter Rowney the other day, which Ooh. isn't ideal. But uh, should should be able to move back up that lineup. Plus, he's a guy that sees a good chunk of power play time as well. Um, obviously, we're talking super deep leagues right now. Team that's looking to score some goals. Uh, when you've got a guy who's shooting the puck 2.9 times per game, uh, pretty good chance that he scores a goal here and there for you. So uh, I got Daniel Sprong. Do you guys have anybody else to add before we fired over the Blue Stones really quick? Mm. Crazy fun fact: He's from the Netherlands. Just figured that out. So if they ever have a team, they'll have one player. Zuccarello, I think, is from there too. No, I think he's got the maybe to come right. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna argue. Yeah. Um, the one, uh, the one thing that was funny this week on Twitter, somebody just reached out to me. He's like, "Bro, he's like, I just heard the Blue Stones on on the radio." Yeah, I'm like, "Oh yeah, they're everywhere now. Top they're form. massive." Um, but it was funny. I was playing golf uh, indoor, obviously Norwegian. the other the other day. Mm, close. And uh, all of a no sudden, cigar. all of a sudden, the blue like my buddy brings his little bow system or whatever, and I just think I just assume that nobody else knows the Blue Stones, but. Uh, all of a sudden, the Blue Stones came on. I'm like, oh my god, love these guys. And I felt like I was listening to the podcast, but the whole song played. Pod- we never we never popped in, which is probably for the best. But, yeah. yeah. Uh, enjoy the Blue Stones as much Not as we do. And we'll see you guys back here in 60 seconds. A lot of people rolling with the pump. Oh, yeah. Been a long time, been a long time. Wrestled to the dirt, now I'm back on my crime. I took a trip to the borderlines, and I dashed my head in some upstream.
19 of the Daily Faceoff Podcast. Uh, you'd think that we're going to play pond hockey after this, at the rate we're going through this Speed episode. Speed this app. Um, in the first half... The Cogliano app. Yeah. We talked about some guys that are streaming options for this upcoming week, just based on their schedule. Uh, but in the second half, we're going to talk about guys that, you know, uh, mostly are owned in very few leagues uh, that are most likely available in a lot of your leagues. But are players that we expect to be pretty solid, uh, you know, maybe not just for this week, but for a couple weeks after. Uh, but I always recommend, um, you know, if you do pick up these guys that we just talked about as streaming options and they play well that week, obviously hold on to them and, and see where it goes because we don't just recommend them because of their schedule. We recommend them because they're in good spots um, on their team and they're good players as well. So, um, you know, this I guess this episode is just a bevy of people you can look at adding. But we're going to talk about a handful more players here uh, that are worth looking at that should definitely be available in your league. So, uh, Beebs, we've been starting with you a lot this episode, so why do we continue that? Yeah, this episode was a Tostitos Bags, it'd be scoops. <laughs> Boom. Uh, honestly, my first two guys were better free agent pickups than my last two that I'm going to give you here. But um, they also had better schedules, so that's why they fell in that category. But my first one, Brock's boy, coming out of the D, Anthony Mantha, 24% owned. Mantha... Broke his hand or injured his hand, I believe, earlier this yeah. season. What he was didn't. It? He didn't actually break, didn't break it. it but they it, thought he did because yeah. it hurt in a fight. But uh, <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, it was so, against the Habs. Too. Yeah, he's never gonna be allowed to fight again. Yeah, that game was wild. He fights all the time though. He's like a. He's well, a t- they're t- not gonna let him anymore though because they're gonna no. Be, he did, he did that like last. Year. Focus on scoring twenty four goals like he did last year. Anyways, at twenty four percent owned, uh, Mantis kind of fallen under the category of injured players that people forget about, and uh, it seems like we're in kind of the mid season area where people stop paying attention picking up guys so this is the time to jump on someone like anthony mantha if your league's a little bit deeper you need a little bit of help um detroit may absolutely suck but mantha has legit talent after a 24 and 24 year last year a lot of people thought he would kind of be a breakout candidate for that team and that's kind of what dylan larkin's become but at the same time mantha still makes a nice pickup 10 goals, 7 assists through 32 games this year. That's while struggling and kind of getting moved all over that lineup. Well, yeah, he was buried to start the game. Yeah, which is ridiculous. He is one of their best scorers. And as Brock's alluded to a couple times, Nyquist might be out the door. Mm-hmm. A couple other guys might be out the door. And when that happens, Mantha's... I don't think Mantha's going anywhere too fast. Um, no. He's part of that future. And he's someone who can, uh, who's going to get the power play time, deserves the power play time, and is going to help you on both the goal and the assist categories. Since his return last week... Three, three points in five games. We talk about slow starts, and uh, and that's a decently hot start to start. So if he can get actually going, I like Mantha for the second half. Again, someone we, we thought would would have a lot better year, um, even hopes for even a 30-30 season, which wasn't that far off um, as a 24-year-old putting up 24 and 24. So for me, Mantha, he makes, a, he makes a nice option, a guy who not a lot of people are going to be looking at, 24% owned. Yeah, and he was getting really hot right before he got hurt, yeah. too. He had uh, nine points in 11 games before getting hurt. Um, he had nine points in nine games at one point. Um, mm-hmm. Six goals, three assists. Over yeah, that looked a lot better on the top line with Larkin. And yeah. I imagine and, they'll go back to that eventually. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they will. And, one day. And when and they, they do. And then they, they won't, and then they will, and then they won't. And then I'll come on this podcast and call Blash a little fucking donkey, like I do every time. We talk about Red Wings players. At least uh, your guys don't yell at them on the bench. So. Yeah, they fucking should. Yeah. I would be. They'd be falling over left and right. So if Kenny's. Kenny can't keep his balance, imagine the Detroit players yelling <laughs> at their guys. Be a bunch of guys, but Steve. Guy needs to do his job for sure. Dude. Do your fucking job, work, Jeff. Working tonight. But uh, D, who are you looking at on the waiver wire? Uh, not quite as deep as you were looking for, uh, but I had to talk about him. Jaden Schwartz, thirty-five mm-hmm. percent owned uh, right now in Yahoo leagues. Uh, we talked about a few weeks back how the Blues need to give Shan Tarasenko and Schwartz uh, some more time together, and they listened. The five v five numbers look promising. He's production. the only coach that listens to this podcast. Yeah, sure. he does. He definitely does. Uh, production lagging behind a little bit. Uh, that should change sooner than later. Schwartz is in a prime spot to produce. He should get back to his 55-60 point pace soon. Certainly worth a roster spot on the average fantasy team. Uh, he's been incredibly unfortunate this season. He's shooting just 3.8%. Yeah. Uh, career 12.8% shooter. And an on-ice shooting percentage of 8.1. He had an on-ice shooting percentage of 9.4 or greater in each of the last five seasons. So look for that to climb as well. Uh, Tarasenko, Schwartz, and Chen are averaging... 34 scoring chances for 60 and 17 high danger chances together at 5v5 this year. Uh, crazy high numbers. Should only be a matter of time before the puck starts bouncing Schwartz's way. 
Uh, get in on him while you can because it's going to go up quick once he starts producing. It just started dropping down. Uh, so the lowest it's been, I think, 35%. So The boy Tarasenko heating up to yeah. Uh, yeah. three goals, three assists in his last six. Brock's just been sitting back waiting. Finally, Finally. Someone who put up almost a point per game last year. Though, was, I mean, this guy, is, he could just stay freaking healthy. Mm-hmm. Be beautiful. But on pace for just 69 games again this year. He's just, one of those guys who he's even worth keeping on your IR, though, if he is dropped. I know I have seen him go in a lot of leagues when he does get hurt. A um, lot of people were on. talking about him going to, like, Edmonton today in some type of trade when they were talking about Edmonton going all in on trades or whatever. But, yeah. I mean, as a – I guess as a so NHL GM, is, is Schwartz like – I like, I love Schwartz as much as the next guy, but is he somebody that you would want to add because of his injury history? Like – or just, he's somebody you think you'd stay away from just because, like, it's so hard to invest a lot in a guy who is routinely, like, I mean, he played he played 78 games uh, two years ago, but outside of that, I mean, 62 last year, 33 the year before, 75 the year before that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean aside from the year where he played 33, he's been able to avoid, like, really major injuries. Yeah. You've got, and like, they're not reoccurring. Yeah, just, he's got he three, four-week injuries. Yeah, so I, I don't know. Like, you want to be worried about... And, you know, I think you could use that to probably lower his value. Ah, so, so, so you could, you could his contract is yeah. also a, a hefty $2.7 million. That's crazy, eh? That's amazing. Probably one of the better steals. Uh, honestly, even job. when he's having his extremely low shooting percentage year, he's worth more than $2.7 million like he is sure. this year. So they're getting a steal out of him. If Edmonton can make that trade, I mean, they might have to pay a little bit more just strictly due to that contract. Um, yeah, but I wouldn't worry about it too much. You know, like yeah. if worst case, you're still getting 60 games out of the guy. You know, yeah. well, yeah. well, and in fantasy, while he's healthy, if he's on your waivers, grab him. Yeah. I agree on pace for 184 gone. shots, too, uh, which gone. is solid for a guy that's on pace for just 69 games. Very but good. You need that. Nice. Uh, you need that 3.8 percentage shooting percentage to climb back up closer to 12. Uh, my guy should have did it right after D or Beebs, I should say. Sorry, because he plays for the Red Wings as well. Uh, not too many. Podcast. We've been talking about Red Wings twice, but uh, I'm going to talk about Andreas Athanasiu a little bit. Uh, hey, twenty percent owned. Uh, I know you guys don't really love the Red Wings, but I think we can all agree on Athanasiu's skill set. Um, I know you guys have talked about him before. I always think he's great. Yeah, yeah. he's uh, just so fast and can take over games. Sometimes we saw it against Nashville the other day. Just played unbelievable. Uh, some, but then some games, you know, the donkey decides to play him only 13 minutes a night. So you're going to have to deal with that sometimes. But uh, <laughs> Athanasiu missed a few games right before the Christmas break, but has scored six goals with one assist over his last nine games. Uh, has been routinely playing over 17 minutes a night. Uh, however, like I said, there are going to be some nights where Blashell just doesn't like him for whatever reason. Uh, one of the few forwards in Detroit worth owning right now. Uh, Detroit, you know, for as brutal as they look in the standings, um, you know, they're in most games. They do score a fair bit. Uh, they're not the greatest team in the NHL, that's for damn sure. But uh, they'll put the puck in the net. Athens CU does see a good bit of power play time as well, uh, especially with guys like Nyquist uh, and Mantha. So uh, should get some scoring chances on the power play as well. At 20% owned, I mean, he's just he's a guy that literally can break a game open oh, with yeah. speed. And uh, I think he's worth owning. I mean, there's not many guys in Detroit right now that you can say that about. And uh, AA is for sure one of them. Yeah. Since I go to you know a select few Red Wings games, he is the one guy who stands out at least once or twice a game where it's like, holy oh, shit. Like Larkin probably sticks. No, Larkin does. But you know those holy shit moments where yeah, a guy that's always happens to you. Guy just kind of dances a couple days and you're like, whoa. So, I mean, no, always liked him. I mean, yeah. and he's still a guy. It almost seems like he's feeling out the league still. Like he hasn't quite come into his own. Uh, I'm just waiting for that one. Like he's going to just that break out here. Once a coach actually likes him, that would be big. Um, when he goes to Toronto or fucking Edmonton <laughs> and plays in yeah. McDavid. But we'll, uh, I'll segue off that Toronto. My, my next pickup is for deep leagues, mostly only, as he is mostly only 7% <laughs> owned. But honestly, I own him in a 10-team in league right now. It's on, I'm going to butcher this. It's Andre jo- Andreas Janssen. Andreas. <laughs> I'm, ah, I'm looking at it right in front of me. Andreas Janssen. Janssen. On Toronto. Uh, I thought it was Andre Cash again. Oh, yeah. right back uh, Andre. But uh, anyways, uh, I don't know. Now I'm just I'm in my own head. Uh, Janssen <laughs> yeah, on Toronto. Coming into tonight, 10 goals, 10 assists, but it added another helper. He's playing in top six in Toronto, which, as we like to mention, is extremely, extremely fucking good. Actually, that top <laughs> nine. Actually, that top 12 is pretty good. But anyone who plays in the top six, he's lining up alongside 
I mean, as of this morning, Matthews and Kapanen. But yeah, that, still, there. Uh, still there. He's still Well, actually, there. that end of second period, it was Matthews and Nylander, but still Janssen. Still so. ridiculous. Yeah, um, still yeah, Janssen. Um, he kind of seems like we've seen guys go up and down that lineup, but it seems like Patrick Marlowe is stuck in that third line yeah. winger role. Not they stuck, like him with Kapanen, that's where, sure. Yeah, and that's just it just seems to be... Um, they played like 500 minutes together last year too, Marlowe and Kadri. And then Hyman's obviously with Tavares and Marner. Yeah. So, uh, so really just leaves one spot for which is Janssen. Perfect for Janssen, especially for fantasy purposes. We saw this guy put up a hat trick in one period earlier this season. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a pro- He was proven goal scorer last year, putting up 54 points in 54 games in the AHL. We have referenced it before, but to put up a point per game in the AHL is, does say something. It does show something. His plus 11 makes him a nice addition as well. I hate to jump on plus minus, even though I talk about it 24-7. But it is a stat category. He helps you there. And he's on power play 2 in Toronto, which is also an awesome addition. He should be way more than 7% owned. Um, again, a 10-team league. I got this guy at the bottom of my roster for now. Also, if you guys are from if you're in leagues where Canadians play in, grab him because if he starts <laughs> going off, you'll be able to trade him for anyone in the top three on any other team. So that's mostly why I grabbed him. Great pickup for now. Um, a guy who, if he can stay there and becomes, you know, staple with Austin Matthews, maybe that's the absolute stud in your lineup. And again, power play time. I love power play time. Power play time's nice. Yeah, I played him in DraftKings tonight. He plays with Matthews anytime he plays. Cheap as hell. And Austin Matthews is pretty yeah. good. And he's rewarding you with an yeah. assist. So and far. they just they split up the the top unit last week. They moved Matthews Matthews down. So yeah. the second unit yeah, actually, actually has, has some value. Yeah, they're going with like a, a half half split, which a lot of people have said maybe they should have did for a while. So it's night. He's only going to benefit from yeah. that. Things keep coming up. Janssen. Yeah, I mean his uh, his shooting percentage on his shooting percentage a little bit inflated right now, yeah. uh, but. He was a guy that played very well for them last year in the playoffs as well. Obviously a pretty good hockey player. They like him a lot. He's been in that top six almost you know, permanently uh, this season. Yeah. Even with Willie back, it's nice to see. He's that played he's well like second. literally everywhere he's been. He played well in the AHL, played on the Swedish League before. Um, he was really like, I think he was a sixth or seventh round pick, yeah. but he was the guy you heard of first because it was before they had uh, even Nylander, but yeah. M- Matthews, Marner. 202nd um, overall. There was a there was a point where the covers were, were pretty empty, and he was the one prospect we were able to get excited about because he had a pretty big year in the Swedish league after yeah. he was drafted. Seemed like we might be getting a, a you know a Zetterberg or Datsuk esque mm. steal. So may, maybe it's not to that degree, but to get a, a top six winger in the sixth or seventh round yeah, is pretty it's, crazy. It's great. To get any um, type of value for, for, in the yeah. or seven. for yeah. Beebs here. Uh, Hockey Reference uh, has it listed as Andre Us Janssen. There you go. There you go. Andre Osjansson. There you go. So now you know how to say it. So I'm just going to butcher it next time again. Andre Osjansson. We'll just call him Andre Johnson from now on. How about that? That's <laughs> what it should be. The football wide receiver. Andre Johnson. Player. Same thing. So, uh, anyways, pick him up. Deep back to you. Scooped. Uh, I'm going to talk about Brandon Peary. I always that's I always want to say Peary. It's just Peary, though. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. The jalapeno one. Uh, never thought I'd be recommending him as a wave wire pickup in 2019. He's amazing. But here yeah. we are. Yeah. Uh, Peary everywhere he goes. has Chicago played goals. 10 games with the Golden Knights this year and has looked nothing short of incredible. He's got seven goals and four assists so uh, in those 10 games, playing primarily with Paul Stastny and our boy Alex Tuck. Just to interrupt briefly, um, skated with Marceau and William Carlson at yeah. practice on Get, Monday. Getting there. Okay. Making sure you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, his production might actually be somewhat sustainable, Beebs, if you can believe it. Obviously not the seven goals in ten game pace. Uh, he's shooting pretty high, 21.2%. Uh, but he's been a sharpshooter his whole career, and he's firing over three shots a game right now. 33 shots in ten games. Pretty impressive for a guy who's averaging just 14 minutes and 34 seconds a night. Uh, Peary, also like Brock, just rudely interrupted me to say... Uh, <laughs> Recently moved off the second line with Stassi and Tuck to join March, so and William Carlson. I usually send line. you the lines. I didn't send you the lines today, so I, I didn't think you would know. I, I, I made that change. I was working it. That was when you were out. Of, uh, you were out. I was covering the uh, He's also on the first power play unit right now as well uh, with Stassi, Tuck, and Pacioretty, I believe is what they're going with right now mm-hmm. uh, on the first unit. So the usage alone is enough to make him worthy of a pickup. Uh, but the underlying number is pretty crazy. It suggests we could be looking at a serious breakout here from Peary, so long as they keep him on the big league roster. Uh, that plus 10 relative of course, is insane. Yeah, <laughs> just 25% owned right now. But either way you look at it, the Stassi and Tuck have been incredible together. So if he's with them, uh, great spot to produce. Obviously, Carlson and Marcheseau. So. Yeah. 
The thing, the I only know. thing you have to worry about with, with Kiri, is, well, yeah, and the only thing that's keeping his own percentage down probably is that he can just get sent down at any time because they yeah. just keep trying to keep him yeah. wavering. But there's, they, they really don't have another legitimate option until Ericola comes back, which well, I don't think is still that close from happening. The weird right? thing is that so they keep waving him to keep him or placing him, sorry, sending him down to keep him waver exempt. Yeah. Instead of just getting rid of Zykov. <laughs> but then they never play Zykov. Like, how the fuck are you supposed to figure out what you have in Zykov if you don't play him? I just... But then you keep... Instead of just getting rid of him... Dude, everyone's just, like, bizarre. pumping up McPhee for, like, doing this with the waiver exemption. And, like... And I'm just like... Man, like... Why do you ever need to send him down? Like, no. what's the point? Yeah, like, he's, he's, he's your leading goal scorer yeah. in the last month. Like, yeah, it's like looking at I, I, it's like looking at a guy in the top six of any team. Be like, man, I wish he didn't have to go through waivers. If we yeah. send, who okay, cares? Like, yeah, what are you sending him down for? Yeah, he's literally your leading goal scorer. That'd be like if the Leafs were like, yeah, you know what? Let's just keep uh, Matthews' waiver example. Send him down for a day. <laughs> keep waivers. Like, no, he's fucking the best player in your team right now. So you keep him on the roster. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Poor guy's just traveling. Yeah, I don't think a he lot does. Of it's, he does. No, no, a lot I, of it's I, just I, paper I would not. They I let him say, know. I would not. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Where, where's their AHL team, Chicago, too? Chicago. Yeah. Pretty yeah. long, yeah. long yeah. Really cool. I can't believe Chicago really can sustain cool an right AHL now. team on top of the NHL team. And I know the Wolves have been Big there for a city. while, too. Yeah. Big city. Toronto does it just fine. I think all AHL teams just, like, viciously lose money. I don't know. Yeah. I know Grand Rapids does pretty well. They bleed, huh? Grand Rapids does pretty well. Yeah. Like, as long as they're in decently big cities. But like, it is true. Like, I don't know how Chicago is. Yeah. Like, if I'm living in Chicago, it's like, hey, you want to go to the Wolves game today? Like, the fuck no. Wolf, <laughs> the, uh, we got the Bears. We got the Celtics. I wonder how the ECHL teams do, if you think AHL teams do. In the city of Wheeling, probably fantastic. Amazing, <laughs> I bet. Vegas had an ECHL team for a while. Um, yeah, they Fun were fact, the, and then they moved on to uh, the NHL. Yeah, right. And they're just absolutely unbelievable yeah. Uh, my waiver wire pickup, second waiver wire pickup. I don't actually love him, but I love the spot that he plays in, and that's Nick Bukestad, eight percent owned right now. Bukestad recently returned from injury and was immediately put back on the line with Barkov and our boy Daddy Dadinoff. Daddy, uh, and that trio has played very well together in the past. Uh, they have a fifty-five Corsi four percentage, uh, as well as averaging an elite thirty-five, sorry, thirty-four scoring chances, four per sixty. In 500 5v5 minutes together over the last year and a half. Uh, I think that, especially if you're a Dadanoff or Barkov owner, which I'm sure a lot of you are because you listen to the show and you know how much we love both of them, uh, it is worth adding Bukestad uh, in deep leagues, at least for the short term, while he's on that line. Uh, yeah. That's a line that has been absolutely dominant when together. Uh, there's no reason to really break them up because they really need to keep uh, you know, Hoffman and Huberto on that second line. Yeah. Well, without they were getting Trojan, a, without Trojan. Yeah. Well, Vitrano was playing so well, they were getting away with it. A exactly. Bit. Um, but yeah. But Vitrano is a great uh, third line piece for them too. I you do. Know, when, they, when they've got Vitrano, well, Trocek's kind of close or getting. He's getting closer. Close. I think he yeah. he was originally targeting it. It was supposed to be a February return yeah. anyway. Yeah. So, so it seems it is like around, it might just be a few weeks, which yeah. is pretty cool. So I like, like you could have been like season ending when. Yeah. Happened, so. Oh, it was brutal. Yeah. So Bukestad, at least for the next couple weeks, I think is a guy in deep leagues only uh, worth targeting while he's playing on that line. Uh, do you guys have anything else to add before we hit the road? I think D had one last final quick shout-out third player here. Uh, no, I was going to talk about Copley, but then I realized the only reason he played tonight is because the Caps are on a back-to-back. So look at Darcy Kemper instead because if Arizona looks good right now. If you are extremely desperate yeah. for goaltending but, this I mean, week, uh, he's hot too. Antti Niemi, as crazy as it sounds, isn't the worst option. Uh, he has played a lot better as of late. The yeah. Canadians aren't as bad of a team as people expect them to be. Uh, Niemi has won three of his last four games. Uh, in his last two starts, he stopped 75 of 79 shots to win back-to-back games. The only reason Niemi is a reasonable option this week is because the Canadians have two back-to-backs. Uh, you'd expect Niemi to start uh, twice this week, yeah. starting with tomorrow, Tuesday, uh, against the Panthers on home ice. Pretty solid matchup. Yeah. And then he would most likely see the Flyers on home ice on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, you might not need him on Saturday. Uh, but he nice could also he have. could also start in Columbus on uh, Friday, which isn't as good of a matchup as home against the Flyers. But uh, better if, play if the you're first desperate, game if you're desperate, 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 Niemi isn't a terrible option uh, if you know you're somebody that's dealing with some yeah. Uh, yeah, um, real goaltending struggles right now. Miko Koivu, I think he's still under twenty percent owned. Uh, playing phenomenal. He's playing with Zucker and Granlin right now. He plays like twenty minutes a game, all situations. Uh, straight center, which is unfortunate, but he can still help you out uh, for sure. And uh, Vancouver was another team that played Wednesday, Friday, Sunday this week. 
uh, for streaming options. Not a whole lot of options to like on their team no. that would be on the wire uh, on the wire right now. Yeah, Goldobin, really deep. I think he's like three percent owned, uh, but he's on the top line, I believe, still right yeah. with Horvat and Besser. Yeah. Um, and then Alex Edler is only sixty percent owned. So uh, a lot of you, Edler's going to be on the waiver wire in your league. Uh, if you need help on D, he's going to be playing, or even just in general, if you want to get some games in on D, he's going to be playing on Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday this week. Uh, another guy just plays a shit ton of minutes in all sh- situations, so he can help you across the board. In uh, super deep leagues, uh, they have three games left this week. Minnesota, just go along with your Koivu mentioned. Yeah. Luke Koonin. Uh, I'm fire. Know, uh, he's playing very yeah, well. Charlie Coyle is actually available in like over 80% of leagues, yeah, too. Yeah, Koonin and Coyle both playing very well. they got three games left this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, L.A. Ducks. Uh, are two of those games so two really nice matchups yeah. so if you're super deep these are other couple guys to take a look at Kunin former first round pick dealt with some serious injuries uh, early in his career but he's playing very well for the Wild right now um, anything else to add boys? Yeah. is that everything? as we get to the serious po- point of the season remember you can reach us on Twitter at DFO Podcast at Brock and Segan at 3D Berthium or, or at, at Daily Bondi or at Daily Face or at Daily Face Off reach out um, the one I actually try to answer your questions. Yeah, <laughs> follow sure. all of them though. Yes. We'll, yeah. What the fuck are we'll you doing? Off of. But uh, also make sure you join the DraftKings contest tomorrow morning. They got only twenty to twenty-five spots every week, so very right. limited. That's uh, Tuesday night contest. Yes, so Tuesday, five dollars, very cheap tonight. If, if you've not, days. if you've never played DraftKings not before, not it's a nice contest to start because the payout is better than most contests on DraftKings. Last week we had. Dylan's cousin, first-time DraftKings player ever, come, <laughs> come in. Daryl, I told, I told him I shut him out. I'm glad he, he comes out, up, so wins the contest, yeah. and he didn't even play a goalie. Yeah. It was mostly my fault. It looked like Dude. Jones was going to start on the back-to-back, so we had Jones as likely, so we played Jones. Dell ended up starting, still won the contest. With, with zero from his goalie. Yeah. Impressive. So, very, so if you're nervous, like, oh, I don't know how to play, blah, 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 does not matter. Last <laughs> week we had a guy, first ever first DraftKings contest, contest ever, yeah. took home, what, like 35 bucks or something yeah. like that. It's, yeah. it's $5. I mean, it's we've all pot, got, yeah. it's only two cups of coffee. Come join us. It's a good time. And if more people start filling it out earlier in the morning, we can expand the contest to 40, 50 people. Uh, but it has to fill for it to go, so I like to keep it conservative to make sure that happens. Anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed uh, episode 19. Next week, we got episode 420 coming at you. Uh, I'm Brock Segan. We got Beast Bonnie. We got Dylan Deep Birds. We'll see you guys next week. Wave of Wire season. This is when you win. Baby, be my fire. Baby, be my flame. Baby, be the softly burning embers through December into June. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. 
Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.